Welcome to Out of This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and, well, that just happened as the video games of all time. <laughs> that third W is by at Fungus Ice Cream. Submit yours at Get Played Pod, hashtag WWW. I'm Nick. Why do we need a fourth wall anyway, Gur? I'm his co-host, Otenko! 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 <laughs> and, and I'm Calorie Matt. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. I took a big gulp of coffee before Calorie Matt. Um, <laughs> You're chugging Java this late at night? It's too late for me to be having coffee, but I brewed up a pot, and I didn't get to it earlier, and I didn't want to just dump it down the sink. So You, you have fucking Java. problems with sleeping and I know, I know this because I have problems with sleeping and you're drinking coffee at night dude it's a terrible idea I'm I like I'm regretting it as I'm drinking it but um <laughs> anyway <laughs> here we are hey this episode may go all night we got a lot to talk about hey we're we not do. stopping recording until uh, I don't know what happens but when it does we'll know and we'll until stop until we hit at least the 70 minute mark. Oh, because yeah. today we are concluding Hideo Kojima, our month of Hideo Kojima games, by spending 70 minutes in Kojima heaven. Our fifth episode, our second consecutive Shouldn't it be Kojimber. outer heaven? Shouldn't there be outer hmm. heaven? Oh, fuck. That's better. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, no, dude? It's people did say that, and I didn't change it because I that's don't better. bend to the. Uh, to the suggestions of the kind listeners. I don't do it. Well, I do. And I want we'll to do 70 minutes in. Out, what? We're going to get rid we'll, of this part? We'll get rid of all this. We'll just take it clean from. And today we're spending 70 minutes in outer heaven. A nice Nick, reference, eh? You're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> the laughter here won't make any sense. No, this <laughs> is <they> good. <laughs> They're all going to understand. <laughs> but before we spend 70 minutes in Kojima Outer Heaven, mm -hmm. I'd like to talk about a game. Can we talk about a game real quick? Why not? Let's uh, let's do a little, what are you playing? Oh, we're getting right into it. I love it. Well, guys, I'm playing Forza Horizon 5. <laughs> wow. And yes. first off, I had a big epiphany, which is that it is fast Death Stranding. Mm. All you're doing is you are, I mean, if if you think of Sam as a car, like Sam got turned into a car. Yeah. He's okay. just traversing so the landscape. That's all it is. And you have different mm -hmm. goals based on who gives you a delivery. The delivery's in the trunk. It's just really, really fast Death Stranding. Okay, can I ask you, because I haven't played, I played a lot of Death Stranding. I haven't played a Forza, um, really any of the Forza series, certainly not the new one, but where where does the P come out of the car? Still his uh, invisible human dick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting decision. Anyway, that was my big epiphany was there's so many people have so much of a, a problem with Death Stranding. Like, yeah. I, sure. I feel like there's there's a subsection of gamers who are who are becoming uh, increasingly hypnotized by it. And then there's a subsection of gamers who hate it more and more and more the longer yeah. it's been released. And all it is is a slow racing game. Mm -hmm. Or of of or Forza is a very fast death stranding. You even right. you even leave 
cars for other players. Like you, you can gift strangers in uh, asynchronous online play vehicles that you find. How is that any different from going to the post box and dropping off materials for a fellow player? I'll, I'll go a step further with this and also say that Forza Horizon 5, in a way, is a strand game because you can see you can see other players in the game that you're friends with in races mm. all the time and you're not necessarily playing with them it's just their ai so if they're playing it they've played it already they've played some you're playing it now and they're playing with you but they're not actually doing it and isn't that something are you're seeing you can- their ghost is that what it is yeah, no, they're like in the no, they're like actually in the race. It's not like necessarily their ghost. It's like they're there, but they're not playing with you really. So it's an AI that's based off of the mm-hmm. your, uh, someone you play with online. It'll have your gamer tag, your friend's gamer tag in it, and you'll be like, huh. "Wow, that's my friend. That's my friend Jeff or someone or whoever." Do you know if the time? Dri- I'm sorry, real quick. Does it drive like your friend, or maybe that's what you're about to ask, Heather? Yeah, I was going to ask if the times that those AI cars. Uh, lock on that track mm-hmm. is that your time like if you race against me do you have to beat me even though the ai is driving for me um i think what's happened here is uh that question is complicated and it's making me sick uh, <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i think there are there is i think both those things are true but not in the same in, in the same instance um i think if you're if i'm racing against you and you've done it already i am racing against your time but it's not you're not always going to win that race if you've won it already uh right you know what i mean like i can beat you still even if you came in first in your in the race before it's just if i got a, if i had a faster time than you that's me beating you in the race Right. Mm, so overall. it's like it's yeah. like a uh, ghost mode in Mario Kart or something where you're yeah. just trying to beat your own time trial. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. I'm just going to uh, mop up all this blood that fell out of my nose real quick. Trying to <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> unpack that. <laughs> you can also make courses for your friends or mm-hmm. make courses for other players. It's a strand game. Wow. It's a strand game. It rocks. Yep. It's, it's really fun. It's uh, super fun. We do. We were lamenting that we wish we could import our own tunes. Just imagine listening to Low Roar, <laughs> driving around at like 190 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> do you guys? Let me ask you this, yeah. based on, for my own self interest, and maybe for anyone listening who's maybe less of a car, uh, a vehicle person. Like, I don't mind a vehicle in a game, but I don't like driving games really. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't like. Uh, maybe a kart racer, but there's not. Do you think? Is there is there enough of a of a game here for someone who's like, yeah, racers, even arcade racers, I just don't really click with. I absolutely think so. Yeah, okay. I am. I am not. I also have owned a handful of racing games in my life. I've owned some burnout games, probably a Ridge Racer, uh, maybe one Gran Turismo, so I could show my dad how fancy the cars looked, mm-hmm. and that was it. Like, I don't, I don't take any, I, I don't like a driving simulator. Uh, and even though I was emphatic about how much I liked driving in VR just a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. I've stopped doing that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I've already, on Forza, I've been like, this game 
they really, they fucking threaded the needle on this. Like you can play a simulation style, exploration style, or you can play like racing, like hard, like hard arcade racing with checkpoints and AI or, or fellow players. I think there's like a, there's like dirt. Like it, it, it feels like, it feels like the parts of Grand Theft Auto where you aren't on foot. Like there's a real joy mm-hmm. of just like going around. And there's like points too that you can get for like for like causing damage and stuff or like style points for like drifting and things like that. But then there's also like the car management side of it where you can like tune your cars like how you want to tune them and stuff. And you're like, right. a, you love menus. Oh, I'm all about them. Yeah. Both physical and in uh, um, <laughs> in games. You get me a you get me a virtual menu inside yeah. a a restaurant in a game yeah. I'm in hog heaven your ideal game then would be like a vr the cheesecake factory you would love it i w- i mean i couldn't get enough of that <laughs> can, you, can you imagine doing a vr eating game where somebody's trying to synchronize putting food in your mouth as you lift your hand oh my to god your own face? <laughs> <laughs> that's a nightmare to me because i need to i need to do that that's the that's the part that I need to do that. You can't put right. food in my mouth. I'm doing that. <laughs> it's um, I I, can, I mean like wait wait. Do you guys have more to say about Forza? Because I want to make sure we we cover everything you want to talk about. No, I think you can change subject here C- because that brings me to you were talking VR, and Matt and I both in the past couple yeah. of weeks since we recorded picked up Oculus Quest twos. That's right. Uh, I for me it was an impulse buy. It's the same way I got an I got a Roomba where I'd been thinking about getting a you know VR headset for a while and I was at Costco and they had a bundle on sale and I was like, oh, I was going to fucking get one anyway. And then I'm also rationalizing of like it's almost the holidays. I mean with the supply chain. Yeah. I probably should get one now if I want one. Like cuz I might not be able to get one for a while. So I picked one up. And you know, what you, you don't want to necessarily praise anyone affiliated with the meta corporation but it is a nifty piece of hardware it is it is quite nice and and it's it's quite sleek and even setting up pc uh as a pc vr headset was a a little bit cumbersome but not too tricky like i was able to figure that out and able to and figure it out like wirelessly so i don't have to have a cable you know, hooked up to my USB-C port or whatever. So it's it's pretty, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. And also, it's it's also like upsetting. Like it's like, like using mm-hmm. it like, like is in the same way Matt was describing blood pouring out of his nose. It's that earlier, it's the same sort of sensation of like, I feel very, like I feel like my mind is both expanding, but my world, my reality is collapsing. You know, it was. It, I, I don't know. I feel. I feel a little unnerved. I couldn't use it for long stretches. But Matt, you also picked up one of these. Yeah. So you described you getting it as an impulse buy, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out what that means for me then, because you said you got one, and then I said, okay, I'll get one too. Like that's how. Yes. You, that's, <laughs> that was the level of thought I put into it. You guys were like, Matt, you should get one. And I was like, okay, I guess it, like it, that's not peer pressure. That was like, I don't, I, I don't know. It, I, I, I'm just following orders. Like I just, I just did it. Um, I, I definitely, I, had, yeah. I feel like all three of us spend more on games related to this podcast 
than we make in a month. Man, like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Certainly me. Um, but because I, <laughs> um, I got the when you said, "Hey, the play date." Uh, was being is uh, pre-orders are going live. I was like, oh, I probably won't get that. And then you were like, I got one. And I was like, okay, I'll get that. I'll, I'll get one. Um, uh, hopefully, none of you, no one I know, uh, is like, hey, I'm buying stock in Raytheon or something like that. And with the less I get on board as well. Um, but the VR, like, yeah, the Oculus Quest Two. I had, I had, I guess, no prior interest in in, in getting it. It, it seemed like. Uh, you know, to add, having as something I hadn't tried to me, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, that's just maybe a novelty. Maybe this is like something that's not going to really catch on. And truly, like within minutes, I was like, this is like one of the best things I've ever bought. This. Yeah, this, <laughs> it's like one. It's the UI is so nice. It's so it's very, very well made. The fact that because I don't have a, a, a PC, um, the fact that you can kind of just do it all in the headset, like yes. th- that standalone, is huge, and that's an, to me an incredible value as well. Um, and I, you know, I tried uh, Beat Saber, and I tried um, Super Hot VR, which I'd said to you guys in our in our text thread that it's maybe my new favorite game. I love it. I'm obsessed with Super Hot. It's it's so so good. Um, and for those of you that don't know what it is, it's basically like uh like a vr like action movie where all the characters in it are like polygonal and there's not really a story as far as i know yet um mm-hmm. uh but it's basically a bunch of sequences that you're like it, it's sort of like a physical puzzle is how i described it sort of where you're like there are people with weapons and you have to figure out how to take them out before they like before they land one on you truly only land one um even if it's like a hit you're you're done you have to start start over um and my girlfriend took a video of me that is one of the more humiliating things i've ever seen of myself um and if you know if these spam emails are to be believed these people have some crazy videos of me Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but but i'm like like truly like ducking behind something one that is not in front of me two to avoid something that is not going to hit me at all like it's i look yes. ridiculous um and the next day i was like i'm sore because <laughs> i was like moving around <laughs> yeah like squatting and stuff uh and, and i love it I, and I, I can't wait to explore so uh some more games in there uh i, I did get vader immortal and only played the training and I was like, is this it? And I, I didn't realize I hadn't clicked the like story part of the game like at all. <laughs> I was only playing like the, the simulation stuff. And I was like, this is it. This rocks. <laughs> but uh, there, there's more to it than that. So I'm excited to see that. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll play Resident Evil 4 VR. But uh, I'm, 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 I'm scared. I'm scared of the thought. I, Even saying it right now, I'm spooked. I saw that and um, because that one I think is an Oculus exclusive. Yeah. uh, And I was like, I was like, ah, fuck, that would be so cool. But also I got scared uh, in the the, like, here's how to use the Oculus demo when you hit a tether ball. Oh, like that was like, I was like, I don't know if I could handle the undead lurching at me. That. Um, Yeah. That demo, I showed it to my girlfriend and. 
when there's a part where you can dance with a robot and as soon as that started happening she was like take this off of me i <laughs> she was very she was unnerved by the thought of dancing with a robot that's not there <laughs> uh i i looked back and i was because i was trying to find our our text thread where where i talked about this and i told you like i'd pick it up an oculus and i said uh, oculus self-contains you don't need additional hardware if you don't want and uh you replied uh so i don't need a pc to run oculus uh i reply nope at 8 32 a.m um at 8 39 a.m uh, you post a screenshot. Uh, Matthew, thanks for your order uh, of an <laughs> Oculus headset. <laughs> Let's talk Kojima a little bit. So, yeah. you know... I, I think there's, I mean, there's a few things to touch on. Um, what one thing I just wanted to, to talk about real quick, and we don't have to dwell on this too much, but like, I, I feel like, you know, we are kind of subscribers of auteur theory here. And I think like dedicating an entire mm -hmm. month to one creator kind of, you know, endorses that. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Kojima does have a, like a very obviously, I mean, obviously he has a very strong hand in what he creates and has a very clear voice. But, like, I think there are some, you know, frequent collaborators of his that, you know, we could maybe shout out and maybe, you know, I, I think we've talked about some, but, you know, like, uh, Yoji Shinkawa is one who is yeah. a, you know, character and mecha designer and an art director on a lot of his games. And, like, you know, I feel like these games are so visually distinct and also have such great art direction. Like, it's why, like, an MGS2, which we played last year, or, 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 a, a, or a Snake Eater, which we played this year, are still just, like, were pretty early 3D games, but still look fucking relatively early 3D games, but still yeah. PS2 games, but still look pretty fucking good because um, they have good art direction. Well, this is the 20th anniversary of the release of Metal Gear Solid 2. That game right. is that game is fucking ancient. There are there are people who you meet in VR chat who are fully cognitive, conscious individuals who were born long after. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The release of Metal Gear Solid. Like for us, it's like a fucking it's like a Beatles album. It's like, oh, this thing that existed before wow. I was born. I even think about that timeline. It's fucked. Like, what's the what's the, yeah? What's the conversion? It's like the distance between like Metal Gear Solid Two and like, um, and your birth would and be my like birth was yeah Led Zeppelin or something, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it might be uh, <laughs> no from Metal Gear Solid Two. Uh, to my birth, it would probably would have been something like like Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln Park is your buddy Holly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your, what I think of as the Dave Clark Five. And see um, what I thought was uh, the Weezer song. <laughs> <laughs> Even that. Yeah, I, I, that's that's always a thing. We talked Space Race a little bit, or I saw the three episode, and then yeah. like, oh yeah, wasn't the moon landing in like, it was like in the late 60s? Yeah, and so, 69. Yeah, and so it's just like, wait, that's like, like that's like when Red Dead Redemption 1 came out, 
like of like that many years ago from now is like yeah. the distance between my birth and the fucking you know and and when uh, uh when man landed on the moon <laughs> it's just weird the passage of time the slow decay of time i know it's coming I keep, for us yeah. all i keep yeah. thinking about like 20 years before i was born was cuneiform i think was the existence of cuneiform was um like the first written language right right uh and that feels so long ago to me yeah like yeah. it feels it feels like like i think about that as like ugh the shit that happened before i was born i know like what like right. cells separating and stuff like that <laughs> just to even think about it <laughs> atoms colliding the, uh, the point I was making is that that like it's it, I think that that the uh, you know, the the these the aesthetic of these games visually is so striking and also just it's so well executed that it's aged well. And so, you know, um, I, I, I as much as we try to like uh, uh, as much as we we talk about our our fandom for Kojima and his works on here, I think it's also like, yeah, everyone he works with and um at Konami and Kojima Productions, it's just like there's a lot of people in his, you know, crew who who make these games too. All these things are fucking collaborations between yeah. massive teams. That though is also like, I guess not to give him more credit, but like I feel like in other fields as well, like the people that you ascribe, um, like the people that you think make good things, like you know, auteurs and stuff. They know how to pick the people they work with, right? So that's also sure. like a taste thing where they're like, oh, they recognize talent in others where they're like, hey, you need to come work with me on this thing. So like he knows how to pick them. He knows how to, that everybody on the staff is good because they have to be because he's like, I, you, you're coming. They're the best people in the biz. And speaking of which, David yeah. Hayter, yeah. the voice actor behind Solid Snake for much of the series, though there was a much derided pivot to Kiefer Sutherland, uh, in in part five, uh, it, Hater's voice work is, is so in the English uh, VO of of the Metal Gear Solid franchise is so good, and then also his career is just like staggering, even apart from his work mm-hmm. as a voiceover artist. Yeah, because he wrote the first two X Men movies. Yeah, like that, like that alone. He wrote the first two X Men movies and co wrote Watchmen. Uh, the the Zack Snyder version. Mm-hmm. So like, if you just think of that, it's like that uh, that uh, is enough. Like oh, he yeah. could just be that and be like, wow, this is this guy who's gonna fucking you know do signings at Comic Con or whatever. Yeah. Um. But he also is the uh, voice actor, the voice behind one of the most iconic uh, characters in video games. I feel like I feel like when you hear about people like that, their mm-hmm. own careers do them a disservice mm. because like. You you it's hard to hold in your head. Here's a dude who voice acts for video games, which is, as far as I know, still a mostly non-union voiceover gig. Like it is not like a a well well compensated career path. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it it is a career, but I, I I feel like there until recently weren't a ton of SAG. Uh, which is the uh, Screen Actors Guild Union. Uh, there weren't a lot of uh, union work, or there wasn't a lot of union work to be had in the voiceover industry for video games. 
Yeah, I don't know what, you know, there are a lot of these companies, especially the bigger studios, are sag after, but it's not like a great, you know, it's not a great rate. And I know that 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 being in those voiceover booths for video games can be particularly punishing because you've got so many lines of dialogue you have to do, you know, so many options, especially if it's a if it's a a narrative with dialogue trees or whatever. But then also you've got to do all the like the grunts and groans and screams and and yelps and you've got to take those so many times that that's just like an enormous strain on you physically yeah. you know so yeah I, I know it's not a particularly pleasant or lucrative uh career is 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 being a video video game voiceover artist and now they have like i'm thinking of like in the spider-man game there's like mm-hmm. dynamic like uh changes between dialogue so like if you start a conversation on the ground and then start swinging the the conversation will pick up as Peter Parker and he's like, you know, like a little more out of breath because he's like, right. That's just a lot of extra work. That sucks. And I'm sitting here thinking I can't do that. Like that seems like, (laughs) like that's how I know I'm a bad actor because if you asked me to give me my best, like I got hit, I'd be like, ow, like it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's also funny. Like, I mean, uh, assuming that that isn't like procedurally generated or something, the idea that it would be like, okay, uh, for this take, you're going to do your first two words and then you're going to swing in action. Okay, for this take, your first three words and then you swing into action. Yeah. Uh, On this one, uh, (laughs) you are swinging at the beginning and you stop two words in. Uh, You are hanging (laughs) upside down and you, oh, you, he let go. Somebody let go of the of the button. Yeah. So you're plummeting during this part of the dialogue. And then you catch yourself. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, for me, it would be like, hey, so you just got spotted by you know, an enemy combatant. And I'd be like, oop. Yeah, it's not particularly glamorous work, as is my understanding. Um, but it's, uh, but Hey, you know, it adds a lot to the, adds a lot to these games. And I think hater is a, is a big part of why, why, you know, audiences in the English speaking world responded to this franchise. I haven't played much of, uh, Metal Gear Solid five. I was like aware that they changed it for, you know, they put Kiefer in, um, and remember being annoyed by that at the time also and being like, why he's why, where's my, where's my guy? Um, but yeah, haters performance is like, there's not another, to me, there's not another voice. You can't, you, you, you just, I don't know. It's just so perfect to me. It's such a perfect, uh, voice for that character. It's very, very good. Do you think that the Kiefer, you know, look, this is a a wild swing at a conspiracy theory that has that, uh, I have no information behind what I'm about to suggest, but being that Kojima is so into the metagame, of things. Do you think that Kiefer replaces David Hayter because Kojima knew that he was being removed from the project and therefore it was a fake snake? Um, I wouldn't put it past him, mm. but I also think there's a chance because, you know, he's he attempted to apparently recast Hayter before uh, for a celebrity, I think there's there's an aspect of Kojima that's just a star fucker, oh. like and and like you know I think there's a part of yeah it was like he wanted to get Kurt Russell in earlier, um like uh you know he wanted to get Kurt Russell for for another actually for Snake Eater, uh and um that didn't work out so I I think there's probably a part of him just being like oh I can get a celebrity 
and he was excited about that. But I honestly have no idea. That's that's also just baseless speculation. No. I mean, I, it, it's like who you would. The thing is, like at the time, mm-hmm. twenty four had probably been off. That maybe was still on the air, or like maybe was about you know, had been off for like a year or two or something. Yeah. Um, he's who you would ask, like to to do a game like that. Like he's like the guy you I, you would go to. He's like, hey, this kind of sure. stoic guy. But it is, yeah, it's a little. I don't know. It's weird that it's it's weird. I I want I would love there to be a story reason for it. I would like to. I'm gonna play it soon. I think. Um, soon, meaning in time for next year's edition. Yeah, I think oh. if I start after this recording, I could finish it by next November. I think. <laughs> Guys, I don't. I'm. I mean, I love these games. I love these games, but I don't know if we can do this another year. Like it is. <laughs> it is a, it's a lot. lot. The so podcast or much the theme? work, both, all of it. <laughs> How do I unsubscribe from my own podcast? <laughs> Wait, I, I want to look I, at November 2022 real quick. Go on, Heather. You want to look at it? Yeah, I want to see mean? what. He's going to see, see what if there's There's five Mondays in November 22 as well, because we've oh. we've ran into this two years in a row. And I, I, ha- I can't imagine it's possible calendar wise for that to happen again. But our yeah. release day is Mondays. No, there's only four Mondays in November 2020. All right. So that's we a might be able to more we might be able to do this. <laughs> yeah. I just I do want to say about Kojember, being that this is my second month of ever playing Kojima games in my life beyond Death Stranding's initial release, uh his games have you were talking about a, a tour theory earlier. They have such a specific feeling. That mm-hmm. I don't like, I do wish that when the Metal Gear games were coming out on PlayStation 2, that they'd been recommended to me as like anime games as opposed mm. to military games because I didn't give them the time of day because I just saw photos yeah. of a military dude and I was like, no, I'm not fucking playing this. Like, I want to play Katamari Damacy. It's PlayStation 2 time. Yeah. Right. But there. You thought it was like Siphon Filter or something. Yeah, yes, exactly that. Like, I was like, Rainbow Six, and I don't want to play any of that shit, but if somebody had been like, no, 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 he fights a dude who's made out of bees, I would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, it's anime. I hadn't hadn't realized. Yeah, 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 got it, got it, got it. Um, And I... I was also I was living abroad at the time, so I didn't have access to commercials and there was no YouTube when this shit came out. So there was no way for me to know if you pick up the box for these games. They just look like serious military thrillers. They don't look like a game where a dude's going to be like, I fucking ate that rat and I hated it. (laughs) Like, it's just it's it's goofy. Who's Godzilla? Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I think there's a contingent of gamer who that stuff is what bothers them. It's like the stuff that we think is cool. It's 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 like the Sopranos fan who and I'm not comparing the, the Metal Gear Solid series to, to Sopranos, but just to just to talk about something else that kind of had mainstream popularity, but also has like people who are like kind of, you know, have more of a of a like it for its more pretentious aims like there were people who just watched uh you know sopranos for the strip club scenes and the murders you know yeah and then there and then there was also and that was part of why it was such a had such a huge appeal and then there were also people who were like oh i want to watch this long episode about tony's therapist 
having a lucid dream. You know what I mean? It's like mm. it's like they're they're I, I think some of the weirder shit that we like are also like is off putting to people who just want to have a fun stealth game where you can fucking uh, sneak up behind dudes and strangle them and headshot others. It's the same group. It's like it's a similar group of people that are like, there's too much walking in Death Stranding, where we're sure. like, I love walking around this fucking place. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him walk. <laughs> that, I mean, this this episode is airing after our final, final Death Stranding episode. So I do want to yeah. reiterate something I probably said last week, which is that is that is not the game. It's not just walking. No. Mm-hmm. That's all. Should we talk about uh, Hideo's book a little bit? Let's talk about it. Okay, so the creative gene came out, and we were all very excited about this. This was an English translation of, I don't actually don't know when this was originally published in Japanese. I think 2018, um, if I uh, so remember. Got it. So, it's, so the English translation finally came out this year, and we all grabbed it. And again, pretty excited about it. But reading through it... <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because it really is. Let, let me give you a sense of uh, here's what part two is called. Part two, things I liked at a certain time or place. Yeah. <laughs> really, so much of the book is just Kojima describing things that he enjoyed and why he enjoyed them. Yes. Like usually, usually pieces of media. It's it is the codec book. Like mm. it is just somebody being like snake. Have you ever heard of this album by the Bee Gees? What? The Bee Gees? <laughs> it's an album from the 1970s. And it really, like, the, the book is just descriptions of fucking albums or books or movies. Yes. And I was bummed out reading the book, mm-hmm. which is, I expected some sort of insight into a creative process, being that the book is called The Creative Gene. Right. Like, I was like, oh, man, he... Maybe he's going to talk about like in order. And and I think the intro to the book gives you that. It's like, you know, in order to find new ideas, I follow the same path to work every week and I go into the same bookstore and I walk aimlessly up and down the aisles because that's how spontaneity will occur. Like he I think he talks at some point about listening to low roar in a coffee shop and that ends up being sort of transcribed as an experience into Death Stranding. And I was like, oh shit, this is this is the crunchy, juicy shit right yeah. here. This is awesome. I can't wait. And then the rest of the book is just book reports. It's yeah. it's really a bummer. The introduction is called the introductory chapter is uh memes are what connect us. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh let's fucking go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> the, I do want to point out though that the word memes appears on the table of contents page three times. Uh yes. so he this guy loves memes. Memes are what connect us is the introduction. Part one is called My Lovable Memes. And then the afterward is from memes to strands. So he's done with memes by the time he gets to the afterward. He's on strands right. now. Uh, and yeah, it, you know, there's not, there's just not a lot to it. It is very much like your friend being like, Hey, this, I like this thing. Uh, and here's why. And that's it. <laughs> I just like this right. thing. And like, he does that in the game. So you get a real sense of that. Like something we didn't really talk about in metal gear is when you save the game and paramedic 
you can never just get out of the save menu. You got to hear a long story from paramedic. Uh, right. And she's usually telling you about some movie in great detail in some movie or some other, like a book or something, some story. Um, and uh, he, it's just, that's all his stuff where he's just like, yeah, I like this. I'm going to talk about um, seven samurai or whatever for a second um, and have, have this character explain seven samurai to snake and the work of yeah, like Kurosawa. And he's like, huh? Yeah, and and the the save, uh, you know, the saving through the, the the codec as you described is like a convention of the series. Like that's a thing that that you see in all the entries. Um, it, it's uh, yeah, it, the the book reminds me of there's like an episode of Seinfeld where uh, Elaine is ghostwriting Jay Peterman's memoirs and she buys a bunch of stories off of Kramer. And then yeah. at a certain point, she's like, some of these are because uh, Jay Peterman's life is un, is uninteresting, but Kramer's is like great. And so <laughs> she and so she borrows Kramer. She buys a bunch of stories off of Kramer's. But then she's like, a lot of this unusable. This is just a list of things in his apartment. And I was like, that's kind of what the book is. It's just like, yeah. I watched Sex in the City. It was pretty good. Check it out. <laughs> All right. Great. Yeah. Like if I had to write a book i would also probably just do this <laughs> like mm-hmm. i i like sign like i like seinfeld <laughs> like that's a chapter that's it <laughs> just like somebody scrambling getting to a deadline oh shit i said i'd write a book uh, uh um oh i like this book but i'll just talk about that for a second uh, but even then you'd have a take on it apodaca you wouldn't just be like i like this i like it so much <laughs> what a great book i had a good time reading it yeah. it's got a good story in it this is a good part of the story that i remember like it's it's like there was an old Saturday Night Live sketch where Chris Farley would just reiterate something that he saw in a movie. He'd be like, "Oh, you you remember that part in Jurassic Park where the dinosaurs got loose?" Yeah, and the other character goes, "Yes," and he's like, "Oh, that was awesome." That's what this whole book is. It's just <laughs> somebody just saying, "This is great." This rocks. Yeah, and yeah. there's not there's nothing beyond that. I even feel like the the in the um data chips in death stranding this is the book like mm-hmm, you right. you can collect you collect like a cd and it's just like the the movie thelma was released in 2016 and it had one of these fantastic soundtracks that i listen to all the time and that's like as much information as you're going to get out of the creative gene which i'm only frustrated by because i went into it looking for something like yeah. some some like to climb into that dude's head and be like, what's the process? Yeah. I thought this was going to be like a master class or something in text form. Yeah. Um, and it's not really that. That said, it's a really cool looking volume. I was about I'm to holding say. it up right now. It, and I'm glad I'm happy to have it on my shelf along with my, uh, Stardew Valley guidebook in hardcover. So you have two books now, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, the, those in the Holy Bible. Oh yeah. It's so right. three. Yeah. The good book. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. Yeah. Uh today I got I got some snacks for Matt and I to mm. try based on and inspired by our playing of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Wow. And those snacks I got were Calorie Mate in multiple flavors, which both Matt and I I don't believe 
I think I maybe I had it drunk once in Japan, but I'm pretty sure I've never actually had calorie mate while conscious. So we're going to try it live on the on the podcast today. Wow. Yeah, that's right. It's time we're, we have a Metal Gear food stuff and we're going to see if it's good or not. It's time for snake or whack. Snake or whack. <laughs> so if it's good, it's snake. It's good, it's snake. And if it's okay. whack, it, it's whack. Got it. We also have some uh, snake-sponsored, some David Hayter readings of whether or not something is good. So if we like it, you'll hear David Hayter saying whether or not we liked it. <laughs> wow. What flavor are you going to try first? Because there's one flavor I can't eat because it interacts with my medicine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Should I do that one first? I mean, think? no, do that one in the middle somewhere. Okay. Because I feel like we should we should try it together Be and get a up. yeah 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 a strand snack. Uh, yeah, a strand sure. snack. Uh, and Nick, I have I have I'm holding up. I have multiple ones for you. Also, if you ever come by my house and pick up that Death Stranding shirt that I imported for you <laughs> months ago. Oh yeah, I got to do that. Uh, this I'll train over. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pinkish one. I can't really see what the there's. For, I have red, black, and pink. I'm going. I opened the pink one first. All right, pink. Pink. I can't see what it says, but this is what some of the copy on the packaging says. Calorie mate block contains a nutritionally balanced source of the energy needed for daily activities. Calorie mate block is great for people who are always on the go, needing an easy way of consuming energy and nutrition, whether it's for breakfast, work, sports, study, or any busy time. That's So that's on any busy time. Any busy time. And it's Heather, kind of like, yeah. like a, a Soylent... It's pre-soylent soylent, right? It's just like I, a a nutritional bomb that's more efficient and uh, and shelf stable than normal food. If that, w- I mean, maybe shelf stable, but like the amount of sugar in this mm. is a little off putting to me because there's it. it's four hundred calories per block, <laughs> and there's forty two grams of sugar in it. Jesus. Which is a lot of fucking sugar. Okay, so we're going to eat the full full case of these. No, 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 no. I'm I'm having one one bite. Okay. What flavor is it supposed to be? It smells smells like coffee. Would you say so? It's not coffee. Mine doesn't smell like coffee to Mm. me. All right, here we go. Calorie made, and I can't remember if we talked about this on our Metal Gear Solid 3 episode. Uh, but either way, it it didn't debut until the 80s, 1983. Uh, and, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solid 3 obviously set in the 60s. So, well, you know, <laughs> I am. I kind of like gonna, it. <laughs> oh, OK. I like well, it. It has like a um, what's that? It has a shortbready quality to it. Right, Got where it. it's sort of like that kind of texture, that sort of mouth feel. T- flavor indeterminate. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what it says. And based on what it says, I can't really get what it is. Here are the ingredients: wheat flour, flavored fat spread, sugar, egg, almond. It could be m- more almondy tasting. Um, non-fat milk powder, soy protein, wheat protein, processed orange, which I don't get. Um, mm. starch, salt, sodium, caseinate, um, modified starch, and, f- and 
flavors. So there are flavors in this. Well, the only difference between that one and the black calorie mate is that the black one also contains natural cheese. Okay. Oh, I got to open that one up next, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. So the the flavors of calorie mate are the first one that debuted in 1983 is cheese, uh, followed up by fruit in 1984, then chocolate in 93, maple in 2009, and then finally, in 2014, they introduced their newest flavor, plain. <laughs> wow. I wonder if that one was plain. Could have been. Have, you got to have a plain option. Plain's good. Um, you got to. It's a crumbly cookie. But wait, what do we, are we going to give that, are we rating them each? Or oh, are yeah. We, are we, um, yeah, mine, mine would be a negative. Uh, it's a negative rating for me. Well, I liked it. So right, why don't you why don't you rate the first one and I'll rate the second one? Uh, no, I will just we could be split. That's okay. It's split. You know, I gave it a I gave it a snake, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and Heather gave it a whack. So I'm gonna play uh, these just real quick. This tastes great. I want some more. <laughs> and that's Matt. And then here's Heather. This is horrible. <laughs> 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 All right, let's let's go on to the the next calorie mate, the one that has natural cheese in it. Okay, here we go. They're oh, honestly no. pretty. Oh no! <laughs> this one's very crumbled up in here. Ready? Oh, it smells hmm. like cheese. And uh. people like this. People like just like a podcast where you taste things and say if it's good <laughs> or bad. That's yeah. like good content. People go crazy <laughs> for it. Huh. Okay. God, that fucking sucked. Yeah. Too. <laughs> this one. Matt can't swallow. This one is bad. This oh one is, is quite bad. Um, <laughs> what, what are you tasting? Is it like rotten? Is Not it cheesy rotten. at all? No, it's just, it shouldn't. It's just yeah. that it shouldn't be cheese. <laughs> mm, got it. it tastes like cheese, and it shouldn't. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yuck. Yeah, that was uh, yuck. Um, the original flavor. Um, Ugh. So what do we think? Are we giving that a... That was two thumbs down, buddy. Play us the clip. This is horrible. Wow, what a clip. <laughs> All right, my third and final taste. Okay. Is the uh, blood-colored packaging. Yeah. Okay. I have that one. one. I'm guessing this one's chocolate, actually. Okay. Oh, yeah, because it's got chocolate in it. Chocolate spread. Yeah, so if I had to guess, then we had the cheese. I think the first one we had is plain. I think my final might be fruit, Heather, based on what we know is inside of it. Grapefruit. Whoa. This Mm. one... I don't know if it was because the other ones were so destroyed, but this one looks completely different to me. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Okay, wait a second. Yeah, it's, it's, it smells good. It looks like a Lego block. Here we go. It does very much so. Mm. Matt and Heather are chewing. Some vigorous mastication. Yeah, that's the Let's fucking gallery mate right this there. This one rocks. Yeah, this one's one good. That one's great. Okay. Yeah. If you're if you're on the hunt for calorie mate, 
get the chocolate flavored one because it's pretty good. Is it like a, or, or, or what's it akin? Is it like akin to like a chocolate protein bar or something? Mm, like no. a keto bar? No. I, imagine you took, and I'm, I'm, this is an honest attempt to describe what I just ate. Okay. You took Count Chocula and you put it into some kind of uh, compactor so that okay. it got as much of the Count Chocula all crushed together, hyper dense, like, like biting into like a, like the the driest, densest Christmas cookie, but it mm. vaguely tastes of Count Chocula. That's what Calorie Mate chocolate tasted like. The cheese one tasted like, uh, uh, like a mistake. Yeah, like a real. Boy. It was like a like, that was like, rough. Like it had gone bad, but it was supposed to taste like it that. It started at a zero for sure. Yep. Yeah, not very, not very good. This one, yeah. You can sort of see what they're going for with this. This is, yeah. you know, this is a treat. This is like, hey, you're out, you know, deep in the jungle. They intended right. this for for stealth missions. I, you know, yeah, tired of tree there, frogs. Yeah, just want to have some real a, food. A possibility. I can see. Well, oh no, never mind. There's barely any protein in this. How do they consider this a meal replacement? There's only eight grams of protein and yeah. 40 grams of sugar. I don't ever understand how that actually is supposed to work. Um, it's not supposed to be that ratio. Because, yeah, like any t- like this, if I ate, it comes with two packages and each package has two little sticks of the protein. If I eat this whole box, I'd still be hungry, okay? I'd want actual food. This isn't going to do it. I know calorie-wise, it's going to get me there, but I'm, I need some, give me a freaking sandwich. I don't need this. Well, I think that I think those that that low value nutrition, like that stuff that's just like loaded with sugars, can give you like a short burst of energy, but then yeah. you crash. You know, I'm gonna. So Heather, what would you say? Was that that was a that was a snake? Yeah, that tasted great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and my I have I have one more that Heather is not going to try. Wow. Yeah. Because it has grapefruit in it, and that interacts with my uh, the medication that I'm on. You can't you can't. Eat grapefruit. I'm guessing that huh. this is the this is the fruit because it smells it smells generally fruity. Okay, not and it doesn't sound like they have a like a a, a flavor that's just grapefruit. Here we go. Matt is chewing. <laughs> Curious expressions on his face. Hmm. Uh. Wow. That one's interesting. That's, that's, you know, you get a lot of grapefruit in it, I will say. Mm. Not in so much in smell, but in taste for sure. Um, this one, you know, I'm trying to think about what it's like. You know those like, oh, here we go. You know those cookies, those like Knott's Berry Farm cookies with the little bit of jam? Oh, yeah. It? Are those national? Do we, mm. I, I always think of those as a vending machine staple, but yeah. is the Knott's brand known nationwide? I don't know. If you're a SoCal kid uh, like, like Nick and I, we used yeah. to go fucking crazy for these cookies. That are, they're like shortbread <laughs> cookies with a little bit of jam in it. This yeah, tastes like a thumbprint cookie. Yeah, this tastes like that, but like mm. they had scooped out the jam before, and the, you don't get the jam. So it's so got just a, the shortbread. Yeah, it's, but but it's got a little smackerel of like jam essence, like a little something God. was there before. Yeah. So not terrible, not definitely not the worst of the three. I'd say maybe the second best one. 
if I had to if I had to uh, rank them all, uh, and I will after this. This will this one is a snack. This one's a snake. Uh, it's uh, it's a snake. I said snake, not snack. Um, okay. But yeah, the I would say for me the chocolate one number one, duh. Uh, fruit, then maybe this plain one, and then DQ the the cheese one. The cheese one sucks ass. I hated that. Man, I looked up what flavors we ate. Okay, because I ordered them. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked them up, and the flavors we ate in order were maple taste. Oh, maple. Mm. That makes sense now. Then cheese, then chocolate, and then fruit. Okay. So we were off yeah. only by one, really. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. The maple one, hmm. Now that I know it's maple, I think I changed my answer. <laughs> what, to bad? No. I think, I think it's good, but I, I, I think it's second. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, okay. It might be gunning for number one now. <laughs> Not sure I follow, but fine. <laughs> I just like Additionally, maple. there are there's three kinds of calorie mate. Block, jelly, and can. Yes. Did you say that already? Well, These I was were all blocks. The... Yeah, we had block. Yeah. Did you say that there was jelly and can? I don't think I did, but I knew well, that. Well, I you said it like I you'd already said it to me, and I was dumb <laughs> for not listening. I didn't mean it like that. No, you think I was the just jelly? saying, like, yes, you're correct. Do Maybe you think... I'll only give you G- the cheese kind, Nick. When you come pick up your shirt, I'll just swap them all out. <laughs> I'll open the boxes and I'll just cheese kind. Maybe I'll like the cheese kind, but no, that would be I'm... right up my alley. You freaking well, rat. It would. It would. <laughs> you fucking dirty rat. <laughs> um, do you think the jelly ones are like those like bars in Snowpiercer that are made of roaches? That Have you seen Snowpiercer? Yeah, I but no, no, I... They're, I I know okay no they're not like that okay there's 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 a <laughs> there's a jelly energy drink that they sell in Japanese grocery stores that's mm-hmm. like a jelly it's just, it's like squeezing oh, jelly into your mouth it's more like mm. that not like a solidified yeah. um no. gelatinous cube of um roaches no it's not roaches <laughs> okay uh that was snake or whack. Wow. Oh, s- snake or whack. Fun, snake. fun segment. Do you think it's got legs? Um, I, I probably not. <laughs> Snakes never have legs. Am I right, guys? <laughs> okay, so now that's, I love that. That's great. I think we should close things off before we get to our mailbag mm-hmm. with some music. Ooh. We've each got a track. From a Kojima game that we're gonna sort of play and say why we like it, and then we'll answer some questions. And hey, I'll start things off. This is the end credits theme from Metal Gear Solid One, which we haven't covered on the show. The best is yet to come. Ooh, I love that. My dad would like this. Your dad sounds cool. This is kind of this era, this, you know, Saturn, PlayStation 1, 
PC CD-ROMs, when you'd actually just get like, oh, there's just a song in this game. Yeah. And it's just, it's oftentimes just like a thing you earned. It's like, wow, I finished this game and there's this song playing. It's this cool song. And now I know about this song. And you know what? Hey, I can take the CD-ROM and put it in my, a regular CD player. And if I skip to track two, I can just listen to the soundtrack. Is that how that worked? Sometimes they would have like the, I think that was the Red Book Audio, it would just have like uh, tracks of the the soundtrack that you could just play in a CD player. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, this song's great. Great song. Great pick, Nick. Fantastic pick. Thank you. Can we, j- do we get like, does Scripps ever, or Sirius XM ever get mad that we're just like playing music on this show? Uh, I never know how the the rights of it work. Yeah, I, uh, you're you're doing a lot of heavy lifting here, thinking uh, anyone's heard this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think it is like uh, if if you want a boring answer, it's like we're talking over it and we're not playing sure. that much of it. And, you know, it's yeah. for commentary. They think, it, I think right. it's fine. Um, My commentary, I like it. Yeah, we're doing sort of uh, Kojima's book in audio form. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we here's something we liked. It's pretty good. Yeah. There you go. Uh I'll go next just cuz I feel like chronologically we'll just go All chronologically, right. right? You got it. I love it. Uh this is just we didn't talk about a lot of the music. We obviously uh we covered Snake Eater a couple weeks ago and uh played the the titular song. Um but there's like great music buried in in that game like throughout it like uh, a lot of the boss stages have great games uh great uh themes and stuff like that um but this music this little piece of music um is just like the music for uh it's it's well it's titled cqc and it's from metal gear solid 3 and let's just give this a little play here it's like the like menu music but it's also like in the game too, it rocks. I've never written or done anything in my life that has as much emotional impact as this song has. Yeah, it really sets right. a tone, this, right? Like I, I, I've never made anyone feel anything as intensely <laughs> as this makes you feel just loading a fucking game. Yeah. On your belly in the jungle, trying not to be seen. <laughs> Eating a fucking bug. Yeah, this is great. Seeing a little plastic frog and shooting at it. <laughs> I should put this on my boxing mix, which is the music, since I'm the only person in the gym, which is how early I go every day. Rise and grind. I, uh, I'm, I'm making a boxing playlist because mm-hmm. I get to control the speakers in the gym. And a lot of it's like fucking My Hero Academia, Naruto songs. Yeah. Like, why the fuck not? But I should add this. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good, like, focus. Oh, it's time to focus. Maybe that'll be like my push-ups song. Yeah. There's very, it has a very, like, tactical energy to it. Yeah. You have to, you have to be very intentional when you're listening to, uh, to that mm-hmm. song. Uh, Harry Gregson Williams did a lot of the uh, music composition, the scoring. We we, we mm-hmm. played a lot of the songs with the scoring for these games. Uh, uh, I think he started with. I don't think he was worked on Metal Gear Solid One, but Metal Gear Solid Two, Three, 
um, and beyond. And uh, and uh, Norihiko Hibino also uh, contributed on the 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 MGS two and MGS three soundtracks. Just great, great stuff. A lot of great scoring. In both. Yeah, really atmospheric. Like makes you feel like you are uh, like this weird man who is a spy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a weird guy. He's weird. He's weird. Naked Snake's weird. <laughs> what do you mean, Star Wars? Like, just like, well, he's never heard of anything, this guy. Obviously, all ahead and come out yet, but. What do you mean, T-shirts? <laughs> well, Snake, T-shirts are a form of casual wear that doesn't have a collar or sleeves or buttons. You just put them on and then you can go out. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see him on his like day off. Like we saw him with like Lyndon uh, B. Johnson. Yes. Uh, like that's not really day off. He's still on the job there. But like, what does he go no. do after that? He's like, well, you know, time to watch some TV. I've uh, I've been yeah. hearing about. <laughs> he's he's in a grocery store and he's like, what? At everything. Like yeah. he's like pick yeah. up an apple. What the what? paramedic could you could you fact check this price for me like that's not i don't do that (laughs) the song i've chosen is from last week's game death stranding uh and i talked a lot about last week i talked a lot about the sense of place and time that that game gave me when we picked it up again Mm -hmm. um but no song in the game anchors me in that place and time more than this one which the only reason it's it's the most iconic song from the game for me is because for some reason, every structure in my game, the first time I played it, was either this or the uh, Genoshino, uh, his song Pop Virus, and this were the only songs anybody used on their structures in my game. So I heard it constantly while playing. It's from Low Roar, and the track name is... Easy way out. Heard you call my name while well, I'm passing out. This game is so lonely, and this song is so lonely. Yeah. But it feels so much like a December of absolute naivete yeah i had no fucking idea what was about to happen in the world or to me that took the easy way out. is it possible i never heard this song <laughs> that took the easy no way you must have heard I, this. I, I, it's not sticking out to me but it's very good this was the most used the song in my in my strand experience And the best way to replicate it would be to start it really low and then turn it up as if you're walking towards a thing and then turn it down again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. And then you hear this also. <laughs> you try to press the button to like the structure, but instead you just yell out, Hello, anyone there? <laughs> Mules see you immediately. Yeah. <laughs> now the vibe's different. 
such a good song. Love all the low roar on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Three very different feelings. Yeah, three different hours. But all somehow similar. It's true. Well, hey, we played a bunch of Kojima games this month, and you have some thoughts that you wanted to share. Let's get into the, some of those right now. It's time for your review crew, the Ryu crew. Hello, Ken. <laughs> All right, so we played four games this month. Just to refresh, they were Police Knots, Boktai, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, and Death Stranding Director's Cut. Not a lot, of, no no representation when I asked for um, your reviews of Police Knots. Uh, very, and I think that's just because very few people have played it because it was not released uh, in the States. Um, right. So our people were still mad about our review. <laughs> yeah, they were mad. They, yeah, there were a lot of the feedback. We, we never got was, played this game, but fuck you. Yeah, they're mad at us. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, so my first review here is from for Boktai, and it's from at single versus Josh on Twitter, and they write, I really wanted to play Boktai when it came out, but I was a child, so I relied on my parents to get me games, and it wasn't at our local Walmart, so they never got it for me. I then confused it with Golden Sun. I guess my review is that Golden Sun is a better name for this game. <laughs> Very good. Made me laugh. Golden um, Sun is good. I Golden Sun is something uh, that I was always interested in and never played, um, but it was always like, that looks cool. Um, you have no idea how it's aged, but yeah. as, a, as a GBA JRPG, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it always seemed like I was like, that seems like, a, like maybe a little too much for me. I'm like, I'm going to get sure. confused. I'm, I don't know what's going on. Back to my Pokemon. Um, this next one is from at Matty Peeps uh, on Twitter, and this is about Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, and they write, MGS3 is a great game, but I could honestly go without constantly having to do surgery on myself. Recently played it by... <laughs> <laughs> Recently played it via uh, PlayStation Now streaming and had a lot of fun, though. It's incredibly complex, letting you kill a boss prior to the typical encounter. Love those Kojima secrets. Very good. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, Maddie, for writing in. Um, thank you, Maddie. And, and, and finally, this one's from at Vince Underwood on Twitter. And they write, uh, this is for the Death Stranding director's cut. Uh, and they write, Death Stranding is a game I don't think I enjoyed playing, but enjoyed having played it. The experience has left an impression on me, and I'm still thinking about it almost daily. It was dark mm. and ineffable and, and existentially anxiety-inducing at every turn, but also a brilliant work of art. 10 out of 10. You're actually the wow. only person that actually gave a score, so uh, Vince Underwood, I, uh, I congratulate you for... Uh, I guess I didn't ask you to do that, but thanks for yeah. doing it. Thanks for going above and beyond. Yeah, and thanks to everybody for writing in. Keep on keeping on. It's time for the question block. Ba-ding! All right. This one's from Ross McCarthy from our email. Uh, and the subject line is recreation inside games. And they write, hey, mm. guys, I was wondering if you have any games that you've beaten but love so much that every now and again, you go back in just to spend some time in the world. For me, I love shield surfing down Mount Hebra in Breath of the Wild or zip lining near the beach at the abandoned island in Tomb Raider 2013. Uh, those are the 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 uh, shield sliding is a good answer. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of fun to just move around and in in Breath of the Wild. I'll I'll say that Yakuza Zero. Like I was like I was really getting into, um, 
you know, I was really getting into a lot of the mini games. Mm-hmm. Like some of the some of those are really really fun. The slot car racing is really engaging, and I I mean, they are so they are they are so hit and miss, but the ones that hit really hit. Yeah, and. I feel like that's one that I think of in that category in terms of like, well, like I pretty much done, I pretty much finished the game. I mean, I'm I'm overpowered at this point to beat the last boss, but I got to finish this all these slot car sub stories, you know. Yeah, that's a that's a good answer. I'm thinking about Red Dead Redemption Two. Mm. Sometimes I was pop in there, hop on the horse, maybe uh, stop a bandit or two, you know, get collect right. a bounty. And then just get out of there. That's it. Just like see what's going on in the world. Be like, all right, is everybody, everybody on their best behavior? No. Bam, 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 bam. The uh, in in Death Stranding director's cut, mm-hmm. you know, there's the there's the firing range, but within the firing range, there's the challenges. And I've had a a, a lot of fun with those. That I guess it, what is it? It's called the training simulator. What whatever it's called. But you yeah. can go in there, and then it'll just be a task like you know. Uh, going around and, and trying to evade a certain number of enemies and get to an endpoint. It'll just be like, like it's just like a VR stealth mission, basically. Or, you know, there's a bunch of different, blah, 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 a bunch of different car- targets with grenades under a certain time limit. Um, and I find those really fun because that is just like, okay, well, I've, I've explored the story and I know the world, but now I just get to mess around with the gameplay elements a little bit. Uh, and that, that it reminds me of the the VR missions on the on Metal Gear Solid One of just like oh this is just the core gameplay distilled and that's it's fun on just those terms. That was the way that I felt about um, Final Fantasy VII remakes, like mm. Battle Theater. Oh was, yeah, I was so frustrated by not getting to do combat enough. That when we finally unlocked the battle theater, I spent more time in the battle theater than I did in much of the rest of the game. Just like unloading as much of my skills and and, and combo. So, so good. Um, the other game that I step back into once in a while is Dark Souls or Demon Souls. Uh, just because going through the intro area, knowing how to parry and mm. not really being afraid of any of the like first enemies... The parrying is so satisfying in those mm-hmm. games. The, like hearing the sound that's like goom and then you stab somebody in sort of like a slow-mo. That's a great that's that's good combat. So I guess those are my two answers. Great. And answers. um yeah, I really like I really like a, a pick up and fight and then put down. You love right. to pick them up, you love to put them down. Some fighting in between. Yeah, a little bit of fighting. Not that much. Sure. Is that a reference? Or are you guys just talking in a way? Nope. Uh, and and no. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at GetPlayedPod. Send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 6162Played. That is 6162752933. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow me on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And hey, another co-gember in the books, Matt, what's happening next week? Next week, we're talking VR. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Snake. Snake. Snake!